0: Welcome to the Analuia Podcast, bringing you redemptive analogies each week. Everything from Disney to Naruto. We're here to present the gospel in a more animated way. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuia.
1: And you're locked into the NLU Podcast. My name is Josh, and we are thankful and uh, very gracious that you have allowed us back into your listening ears for another week of fun discussion and a uh, physical and spiritual perspective. Um, next Saturday, November 4th, we're going to be live streaming. We're going to go for an hour. So send us your questions on threads. Uh, send us a Facebook message. Um, You can also send a DM us on Instagram, email us at contact.analy.com. And you can also feel free to ask your questions during the live because we'll be having a time for Q&A. We'll kind of periodically um, go through questions as they come up. But we're really excited to talk about the movie for this episode. It was one of the first anime movies that uh, you and I both uh, saw in theaters. Uh, back in oh. 2016
0: wow, really that's when it came out mm-hmm. yeah, wow, yeah, that was way in the beginning of our anime journey way way back when um I think that was we we had just started watching sword art online, I believe yeah, around SAO? that time mm-hmm. right yeah
1: so Rebecca, since you are so good at synopsis, um I'm gonna go ahead and let you explain. Tell our audience what the movie is, and then give a short description.
0: Okay. Well, we first of all, we are going to be talking about your name, as I'm sure you saw from the title.
1: I know my name is Josh, and you're Rebecca.
0: That is true. So we're clear on our names, but the characters in the movie are not entirely clear on each other's names. Um, So the whole premise of the story is that there's this boy who lives in Tokyo and a girl who lives in the countryside in Japan. And for some strange reason, they keep periodically switching bodies and switching lives, uh, which is very confusing and hilarious and really fun to, to watch them go through this random switch. It's like, I think two or three times a week or something like that um, for a whole day. And at first they think that it's a dream, but it's not, it's real. So they go through this switching and then at some point they realize that there's this disaster that's going to happen in, on, in the countryside. And so the boy in the movie, he goes on this journey to save the town and save the girl that he ends up falling in love with. Ooh, I know. Spoilers really short synopsis, but that is your name because they keep forgetting each other. They keep forgetting. It's like, I don't know, it's almost like a, like a dream that, that ends up happening and they want to keep remembering who each other are. So what's your name?
1: That is the question throughout the entire movie. And they go through great lengths, you know, writing on their hands and, um, sending like, uh, text messages, you know, do's and don'ts. While well, you know, yeah. you know, basically switched with me, and a lot. They of end
0: up keeping daily diaries yes. so that they know what's happened oh, during gosh. the day. Yes, um, takes a while for them to figure that out, but <laughs> eventually they do.
1: Yeah, it, a lot of the uh, com- uh, comedy ensues um, from this. Um, one thing I want to touch on uh, briefly is the soundtrack for this movie. Oh my gosh, It's wonderful. Rad, Radwinths who is the band that does basically the whole the whole soundtrack, um, aside from the, uh, the scores, because the movie is both sub and dub. Radwinths did both a uh, original Japanese um, rendition of their songs, or sorry, the original Japanese version of the song, and then an English rendition of the song. Uh, for the uh, for the Dead version. So I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that doesn't happen often. No,
1: no, no. It yeah. reminds
0: me of um, Bell, where they did that yes, with Bell. Yes, yes. That was... Well, it makes sense with that one, because music is such an integral part right, of the right. story. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see here, too.
1: Because with Belle... Well, it was done by two, two different artists. It, they had the, so it wasn't done by the same person. Yeah, yeah, but it was I, different. I I, but there was, was
0: a... Um, yeah, at least the music was in, in English. Um, a lot of times they um, they just keep it in Japanese for, for the dubbed version of whatever.
1: And I, I appreciate that because, I mean, I just like how it sounds. Uh, they did the same with One Piece, the red film. Even though Annalie, who was the English voice actor for Utah, they still kept Otto's uh, original scene, which... Again, she's amazing, so, um, you know, no fault on that one. But don't want to dwell too much on that uh, because it's just a very small part of the movie. It's not actually, you know, even part of the plot. It's just something I wanted to bring up. This whole movie, we see the theme of, like, unity and connection, especially with our main characters, Taki and uh, Mitsuha, and so those are our MCs, if you will
0: this like idea of destiny as well
1: it is because taki goes through great lengths when trying to find mitsaha it goes to uh i have it written down here um kinetori is the city name
0: the the town in the country yes i honestly can't
1: even read my own handwriting that is awful (laughs) well not gonna worry about that Um, But yeah, I think it was him The Tori was the little town um, that Niso has from, and she hates it there, because there's nothing. Uh, what was her friend, uh, Tenshi, uh, her guy friend? Something like that, yeah. He's
0: like, let's go to a cafe.
1: Uh, <laughs> <And it's laughs> the two girls
0: are like, oh, yeah, where's the cafe? They end the, up going the, to the, a vending, and vending machine, machine. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting on a park bench. He's like, yeah, this town doesn't have a cafe. Well, you're crazy.
1: <laughs> no. And So Nizaha wants to move from the small town to the big city of Tokyo, which is where taki is from, but he doesn't have it so great either. He goes to school he's working many hours at like uh, as a waiter and it's like very upscale like restaurant destiny so I want to spend a little bit of time on that from the spiritual perspective we see that destiny because we're like you're familiar with uh, what we call predestination yes. And so, for those who may not know, or can you just give a quick uh, description of what predestination is? And your personal thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, so predestination is this idea that God has already chosen the people who are a part of His family. Like He's already He already knows and predestined those who would be Christians, basically, who are will be saved. And that's a belief tightly held by Calvinists, I believe, is this idea of predestination. So it's a very cal- Calvinist idea. But I will say, I believe that there is evidence in the Bible. I'm pretty sure it's in Romans where Paul says that we were predestined, literally says that word. We were predestined, you know, basically to be children of God. And I think it can be a bit of a complicated issue because. God gave us free will and a lot of people think that predestination means that we no longer have free will because we are predestined. My personal thought is that God is omniscient and omnipresent and all the omni all the omni words. And so he knows because he's God who will choose to follow him and who won't. And I think that's the idea of predestination that the Bible talks about.
1: I've always found that interesting because as you mentioned, God is omnipresent, so he's he knows what we're gonna ask him before we ask him before we think it. That would be
0: omniscient.
1: uh, Oh omniscient.
0: Yeah. Omnipresent is like he's he's always present. He's always with us. And omniscient is like he is all seeing, all knowing. And there's another omnipresent word that I can't remember, but it's not important right now.
1: Omnipotent?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that would work. That would is, work.
1: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, it's a part of the an anime title. Um,
0: oh, I yeah. <laughs> wasn't even thinking about that. Oh, no, That's what, funny. What, what
1: were you thinking about?
0: Well, I mean, I just didn't know that. I mean, that would make sense, though, that God is omnipotent. He is rich and he is deep. and It's, it's
1: Adonai. Fragrance. Yeah. That are that are than Dolce, for those of you wondering. <laughs> but when I was presented with the idea of predestination, well that kind of negates, I mean, okay, we still have free will, but if he already knows who's going to follow him and who's not, then I guess what's the point then in trying to, you know, spend time evangelizing. Mm. Was my question on that?
0: Yeah, that can be really hard for some people to to wrestle with. And the thing is, you know, and Calvinists talk a lot about this too. That well, you you don't know who's been called. You don't know who's predestined. So reach out and evangelize to everyone. Share the good news with everyone. And yeah, you never know who who that's going to be.
1: Could be your next door neighbor. Could be somebody you meet out then. We're then to be the salt and light of the earth. We got really more than more than I uh, planned to. But sorry, sidetracked. But going that to the, the movie, your yes, name, very
0: important. We're That's the whole changing
1: point. the destiny, the destiny of both people, not just Muzoah. Where this, um, for those of you who may not seen it, spoiler alert: a meteor comes crashing down to her hometown. And, oh, it's a
0: comet that's oh, passing over. Oh, it's
1: a comet, yeah.
0: And the comet breaks apart; it breaks in half, and a piece of it falls onto her little town and completely destroys. Yeah, it's, her uh, town. it's
1: obliterated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I do like I like that you you brought up the whole predestination conversation because I do think it ties in of like, can we change our fate? Is, is a big question I mean, in the movie. And yeah, it's true. Um, are we predestined, I guess, to be saved or to, to you know, are, are we destined to, to die?
1: I mean, we're all destined to die one day.
0: Well, yes, Josh, that is true. But
1: in this particular instance, Mizuha, like her destiny was to die when that comet broke off and, you know, just destroyed her whole um, hometown. But it's like the, some people will say, oh, the universe is giving them a second chance. I don't know if God would ever do something like that, like take two individuals or create a certain scenario like that. Um, Because it is like time travel. But again, he's outside of time. So he can do what he wanted to.
0: I think a good way to kind of explain this in Christian terms would be more so that the connection and the unity that they share could be explained, at least in outside the movie terms, as the connection of the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is speaking to us all the time if we would just stop and listen. And if we take that time to stop and listen and to be in relationship with God and to communicate with Him, then we could make different decisions in our lives a little sooner. I don't think there's any way that we can derail God's plan for us. Because again, like we were talking about predestination, he knows what we're going to do. He's omniscient. He, he knows. Um, past, present, future, always there. So I don't think there's any way to like go off plan, if you will, I've wrestled with that quite a bit in my life, with this idea of, oh my goodness, because of the choices that I've made, does that mean that I'm no longer in the will of God and that I've like gone rogue, basically, and that what God had planned for me will not happen anymore because I made stupid decisions? That's scary. That's That's a scary thought.
1: Oh, yeah, it is a scary thought. But the great thing about God is we can go off plan. Uh, uh, as Well, in terms our of, off plan is his on plan, uh, correct. I think. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I, I just as about to say.
0: Oh, sorry. A beach <laughs> to it.
1: <laughs> but Yeah, because he knows the choices we're going to make and he knows when we'll come back. He'll know when we add them flow, kind of in, you know, that relationship with him.
0: Yeah. So I think that we could fairly reasonably say that that connection, that unity between Mitsuha and what's his name?
1: Think of the snack food. Taki. Yep. Why did that help?
0: I don't know. Yeah, Taki and Mitsuha, that they're connected through sort of this, you know, this like mystic power, if you will, of the Holy Spirit. And I mean, you could even say a gift of prophecy, you know, of being able to see the future and being able to to change it and to do something about it. I think that's part of prophecy is I don't know, kind of like knowing what what could happen. We still have free will. Like we could choose not to to do whatever it is. Which at face value seems to go against what I was just saying about uh, all of that. But again, God knows God knows where we are. He knows what we need when we need it and that's what I trust in. You know, I find it really interesting to to go back to the movie so their cord, that cord, that braided cord that they have.
1: Oh yeah, the uh, rib string.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Mitsuha's family runs a shrine in their little hometown, and they make these um, really pretty braided cords. And I think they do it for for unity. I think that's literally like the meaning of this braided cord. And and it reminds me of. I'm pretty sure it's. It's definitely like a Korean, not folktale, but like this belief of a red string. At least I'm pretty sure it's Korean. Um, It it shows up in Korean webtoons that I read, so if that's anything to be believed. (laughs) Anyway, it's this this idea that everyone has a little red string tied to their pinky and that that's connected to our one true love. And that that's how you know you're connected. That reminds me of the movie where it's this braided cord of unity that's kind of, you know, connecting these two characters as we find out through time to save them. I thought it was really interesting.
1: That is really interesting because the, that braided strand, that, um, that red strain is you, we see that multiple times throughout in um, the movie. Yeah. In the movie. Um, because it's, uh, Mitsuha's, um, Ribbon. It's what they tie the, uh, the sake in, and the grandmother goes yeah. on about it. <clears throat> we see that flashback where Nusaha is um, throwing the string to Taki.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of Ecclesiastes 4.12, mm-hmm. which is a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. and.
1: And those three strands, for those of you who may not be aware, Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's also
1: used in marriage between husband and wife and God being the center. I I think we have that somewhere in the house, like that Ecclesiastes.
0: We do. We have that.
1: Yeah, I thought we did. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I I know that my grandmother at one point, she printed out, my sisters and I, um, that verse and gave us a, um, a cord that was braided with three strings because I have, I have two younger sisters. And so that was, that's kind of a special verse for us that a strand of uh, three chords is, is not easily broken. And so being strong, being unified and, you know, all of that's, it's really important. And, you know, it's kind of, it's the strength in numbers. I mean, if you're just one, that chord can pretty easily be broken. Two is better But man, something happens. It's really special when you braid three strands together. It's like extra, extra strong.
1: Because we hear all this talk about uh, uh, unity, and the grandmother says multiple times, you know, when we do this, it's a union. When this happens, it's a union. And we had that literally going on throughout the whole movie between Taki and Misaha both in their separate lives. And then come together in a union.
0: Oh yes! Oh my gosh! One of the last scenes. Oh
1: yeah, on the on the mountaintop. Yes, yeah. on the mountaintop oh,
0: yes. where a previous meteorite had fallen for ever and ever ago, like thousands and thousands of years ago. But yeah, they're like running, so they're displaced. They're three years apart, is the idea in the the movie. Um, at one point, they get on the the same mountaintop and. They're yelling each other's name. And there's this really cool idea in the movie uh, that... Oh,
1: are you going to say magic hour? Yeah, yeah magic hour. Yeah, or, or some people call it like golden hour.
0: Well, yeah, golden hour. Well, it's, golden
1: hour, and then some people refer to it as magic hour.
0: Yeah. It's twilight. Yeah, it's like yes. it's not... It's not really golden hour, I don't think. It's where everything is golden and perfect. Anyway, it's twilight or magic hour or dusk or whatever not quite day, not quite night. It's this in between transition. And because of this transition period, the two characters who are out of time and space, you know, they actually get to meet face to face for the first time, uh, even though they've seen each other's faces uh, because they've lived in each other's bodies. But um, yeah, it was so beautiful. Um, They get to get to see each other. Finally be connected.
1: And you you got to think, I mean, anybody with the emotional actor going through all that. And then what broke my heart is, you know, afterwards, you know, he's trying to remember, like, what her name is.
0: Oh, my gosh. That and, was ugh. the hardest part. Yes. They were like, Let, we're going to write it on our hands so that when. And he goes to time... write it
1: and then, like, Twilight Hour ends. And yeah. so, like, well, what was I going to write?
0: Uh. Ugh. And then it was just like. Yeah, and then they end up spending the next five years, I think?
1: eight years, actually.
0: Yeah, thinking about, I was looking for something, or someone, or a place, and they couldn't quite remember. Like, what, what was that person's name? Oh, man. And then that beautiful moment where they're passing on the train, and they see each other, and they're like, It's you! I was searching for you the whole time! And they finally... Meet up. They didn't serendipity us. Too bad. It's <laughs> one of the more frustrating movies. Yeah. Keep missing each other.
1: At least there was some type of satisfaction in the at the end of the movie. They didn't just like pass each other and then uh, goes flying. They goes almost, blank, they almost did. They, that was frustrating.
0: Oh, no. I was like, you better turn around. <laughs> somebody, somebody, turn around. Oh. Uh, but they finally did, which was good.
1: And this is why I love, like, anime films is there's just so much depth to it. Lots of Japanese culture to, like, kind of, like, really immerse yourself in.
0: If all of the movies can be believed as true culture.
1: well, I have no idea. I've
0: never been (laughs) to Japan. The
1: art can be believed as reality because a lot of those um, art pieces are from the actual places.
0: That's really cool. That's such a cool thing to know. That like literally, these artists will get source material from the different places around uh, around town. So that's really neat.
1: Your name, I didn't think it, anything could like beat it. I'm trying to remember the, the director's name. I can't think of the, the top of my head, but they did do one better. Well, kind of on the same thing because a few years later, Weathering with You came out, oh. which is on the same lines. There is always seems to be that like that kindred spirit relationship between um a guy and a girl is the things I've seen because it's the same in your name. Whether we you, ride your wave was another one.
0: That's a very yeah. Th- these characters are having very spiritual connections, which I find really interesting. I mean, I've heard it said before that we are spiritual beings, or that yeah. Not humans having spiritual experiences, where spiritual beings have a having a human experience, which is interesting.
1: I never heard that before. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of I kind of like it. It's like I've
1: I've always heard the notion of you know we're just we're just visitors passing through.
0: Same, same idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this spirituality is woven throughout. um, Well, all of the religions. (laughs) Um, Yeah, all of the religions. Which reminds me, this is kind of off topic, but really fascinating. I only watched part one of this little TikTok thing. But um, it was this uh, Christian who was interviewing someone who is a Satanist. And the Satanist had made a movie, apparently, that was all about it was something like recovering your soul or, or something like that. It was a really interesting interaction between the two of this the Christian saying, like, you know, we believe in a body, soul, and a spirit. And you know, most of the world doesn't believe in that. And this guy was like, Well, I believe in a soul. I it's literally the name of my movie. And it was just so interesting because <laughs> the Christian was like, you know, tell me about your movie. And then I want to talk about how there's Christian elements. And he was like, oh, the Satanist was like, oh no, 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 no. It is is not Christian. No, I, mm-mm, I am not affiliated with that in any way. Oh, yeah. We,
1: we got this and this. It's just like, oh, well, we do. We week, week. It's not always there, though we can make those correlations.
0: Well, I mean, particularly with Satanism, I mean, that's that's pretty Christian. Not that, now hear me. It's, Satan is a character in the Bible, and the like religion of Satanism I see that in the Bible too, not that it's right, just that, I mean, it's a part of our worldview, this idea that there is God who is, who is loving and good and there is Satan who is bad and destructive. And um, these two forces, um, you know, are kind of opposite basically. But anyway, I just thought that was an interesting, <laughs> an interesting little video. I was like, Oh, i kind of want to watch part two, but I didn't.
1: Nice. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed this discussion with like, it's Unity and Destiny, and really, really have enjoyed this movie. I've watched it, you know, uh, quite a few times. Um yeah, it's after one of your released. Yeah, yeah. But I want to give everybody a the heads up for next week, because you guys said that you wanted more Bible story-oriented episodes, and next week, you're getting it. Um <laughs> won't tell you which one, but it involves a whale. I hope that helps and narrow it down a bit.
0: A whale and an asparagus.
1: <laughs> oh, you just gave that a wh- <laughs> Well, you knew, you knew what we were doing. You knew what we were doing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but as a reminder, live stream, we are going to go uh, live on both YouTube and Facebook on November 4th. So next Saturday, and it will be at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, keep those Halo shiny. And stay healthy, my friends.
0: Thank you for listening to the Annaluia podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also see more on our website at annaluia.com. Thanks for listening.